And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Hello once again. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And uh, welcome aboard for another hour of music, mirth, and merriment, and all kinds of fun things happening today. We've got a couple of great new artists for you. Uh, these two this week from the MTS management, uh, from their uh, from their roster of fine talent. And... Uh, They'll be coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be talking with them and sharing their new music. But since this is all about the music, first thing we're going to do is play some music from a previous guest and award winner here on the David Bowers Awards, Fitz Simon and Brogan have a brand new song with a very interesting history. I want you to listen to This Is Love.
Billy Alexander from the band Why Why Not, and I'm listening to the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio. Why? Because all the cool kids are doing it. All the cool kids. Thank you very much, Billy. We're going to have him back here in the not-too-far-distant future again when Why Why Not get some new music out. But uh, you just heard some new music from a previous award winner here on the David Bowers Awards. This is Love. They call themselves Fitzsimon and Brogan, or collectively known as F&B, because it's a lot easier to say. And if it reminds you of something, it just might be... Katrina and the Waves Walking on Sunshine, because that's the song that inspired F&B to write This Is Love. And they told us they were looking for something as uplifting and life-affirming as Walking on Sunshine. And also, it was produced by Pat Collier, who is the same producer who did uh, uh, Walking on Sunshine. Check the lyric video online, and their new album is The Girl Who Shouted at the Heart of the World. That's coming out May 24th, and of course, This Is Love will be on it. Neil Fitzsimon told us that various session players played on the album, including a trumpet player from the Royal College of Music, and the most notable musician was Nick Muir, who played keyboards for that for Take That. And he also composed a track which was included in the film Train Spotting, which of course now is regarded as something of a classic of British cinema. Nick now owns his own label, by the way, and has carved out his own highly successful career as a producer and DJ. So there you have it. This is love that Simon and Brogan right here on the David Bowers Awards, the show where every show is award winner, which makes each of our guests award winners in their own right. We want to we want to thank and salute one of our original award winners, Kitty Bingo, who provide our theme music for us. And uh, you can check them out online, too, where they have a, uh, a lot of good old rock and roll. They call themselves Titty Bingo. Remember, it's always time to play Titty Bingo. And it's always time to salute the people that help us make this happen, one of which is Mary Perry accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on WRFZ FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio. We also want to salute the J-Man, DJ Jordan Adler of Mesa, Arizona, who puts out all the hits, commercial-free, of course, plus interviews on his J-Man radio. You can catch Jammin' with Jordan on the TuneIn Radio app, on Sundays on Blog Talk Radio as well. Check him out, J-Man. That's uh, DJ Jordan of uh, Mesa, Arizona. And uh, we salute him and thank him for all the support he's given us over the years. Our uh, first TDBA award winner this week is a bit more somber than usual. And we normally try not to get the show too dated, but we're going to make an exception here because... We lost a, a legend and an icon in American music and entertainment. She was a singer as well as an actress, an animal welfare activist, who began her career as a big band singer way back in 1939. Her first hit recording was Sentimental Journey in 1945 with Les Brown and his band of renown. And after leaving Brown to embark on a solo career, she recorded over 650 songs between 1947 and 1967. Que sera, sera, what will be, will be. Doris Day, singer, actress, and American icon. You will be missed. 
Absolutely. She John was, Bon Jovi. Yeah, she was so talented. And I was, ever since I was a little kid, I was a big fan of Doris Day. And I loved the movies that she and Rock Hudson did together. They were just such a good team. The chemistry was there. And uh, to me, all it did was emphasize just how incredibly talented this woman was. So, yes, Doris Day, you will be missed. Uh, she was 97 years old. She lived a good, long life. It wasn't like we lost her early or anything like that. But still, it's always kind of a shock to the soul to hear that, uh, you know, somebody that you've grown up with uh, from the time you were a little kid is uh, no longer with us anymore. So true. And uh, she she was a piece of Americana. I mean, she was, uh, she was as American as it comes. And uh, she will be missed. Uh, I think... Uh, I think everybody in our age group grew up with a measure of respect for Doris Day. Uh, she was just wholesome America. I, you know, it was, uh, you could take your kids to see her movies and chances are they'd come home being as big a fan as you were. Uh, so yes, Doris Day, you will be missed. We salute you. John Bon Jovial, how are things in uh, jolly old Florida? Oh, we're just, uh, we're jolly. What can I say? You know, it's always summer here in southwest Florida. Some months just a little bit warmer than the others. Um, the love bugs are out. And for those of you that have never been to Florida in the summertime or late spring to experience the love bug phenomenon, uh, it's kind of indescribable because your car, regardless of what color your car is, after you've driven through them for about an hour or so, your car, your car will turn from whatever color it is to black. And your windshield will be <laughs> amazingly smeared. And the car washes make so much money this time of year because of the love bug thing. Because you have to wash that stuff off right away because the acid from the uh, love bugs will eat into the paint. And so as a result, the paint shops really relish this time of year too me not so much i hate driving through those damn things <laughs> uh you know i was reading i was reading it's been in the news that uh they are dive bombing people which they've done in the past but they're saying they're finding out now that the acid or whatever it is in her body makeup uh also hurts humans it'll eat away at your skin Oh, it can. Uh, it can be very. You know, I, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. It can be very irritating, and I don't mean in an emotional sense. <laughs> well, fortunately, I never rode bicycles in Florida, and uh, I, I did, as a matter of fact, uh, spend a small fortune washing my car when I lived there. Uh, the uh, especially in the old days, not so much the last time when I was there. Are you there, talking but, about uh, that old gremlin um, that you used to have? That old 1973 Gremlin, oh, I'll man. tell you what. I, I tell you, we had a, we, we had a couple of... Not the prettiest of, uh, car in the world, but... Uh, no, it wasn't, but hey, as that, I recall, we had a couple just, of rather inebriated evenings in that car. We had some fun in that car, yes, we did. And uh, I definitely got my money's worth out of the last car I ever bought for under $2,000. And uh, had that car... Well, at the time I disposed of the car, and I sold it in the... Uh, in the mid '80s, I think it was around '84. Uh, <laughs> at that particular time, I had it longer than uh, uh, a couple of my kids, so <laughs> yeah. I did have that. 
didn't have that car. And for those of you that may not know, David and I worked together in Tampa. We worked together at WQYK AM and FM in the Tampa St. Petersburg market. And then we also worked opposite each other. He was at Q105 and I was at WSUN. And we, we had a good time together. We did indeed. We yep. had several good times together, and uh, some of them we might even talk about on the air. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a good time here today with some great indie music coming up. Uh, we have a young lady named Kristen Karma who will be joining us in about, oh, 17 minutes or so. And in the meantime, we're going to turn to a gentleman who calls himself Matt Weston as an interesting story to tell. And... Uh, some interesting music, too. He's going to rock out with a thing right now called Farm Town. Here's Matt Weston.
And there you have it. That's Farmtown, Mr. Matt Weston. And uh, surprise, surprise, guess who's here to talk with us? Matt, hello, how are you? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing? Thanks for having me, first Do- of all. Doing just fine. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing with us. Uh, we've already shared the one song that you did there, Farm Town, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be sharing your uh, your newer one in uh, just a few minutes after we sit and chat with you for a while. For our listeners who are not familiar with Matt Weston, now one underscore on that, I know from things that are coming up, uh, not just your music, but from some other stuff we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Uh, they're going mm-hmm. to be knowing you a lot better than they do right now in the very near future. But first, tell us a little bit about Matt Weston, where he came from, and how he got to where he is today. Well, it's kind of interesting how I got here. Um, I used to be an engineer, actually. I pursued engineering for a while, and I was miserable oh. you know, li- living in a cubicle. It just uh, really wasn't for me. And, uh, well, I ended up losing my job and decided I'm not going back to it. Um, I, and I started pursuing acting, uh, after engineering and I actually moved to Los Angeles, uh, for about a year. And, uh, it was about the same time I moved out there. My father ended up getting sick and he passed away, unfortunately, um, in 2016. So, <clears throat> so I moved back home to Pittsburgh where I'm from. And I was just, you know, I was lost. I was in a dark place and self-destructing, you know, everything that goes along with losing, you know, a father. It was uh, brutal. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. But uh, I kind of describe it as as like a spiritual experience almost. Um, I just knew one day that I had to pursue music. Um, I'd been singing for for quite a while, and my father had always encouraged it. He loved when I would sing. So... I decided that I was going to create an album and uh, dedicate it to my father. And um, that's, uh, it's really where it came from um, just out of a place of desperation and darkness and the music between music and, you know, my, and God and my family, it just, music was a huge part of uh, my healing process. And I feel like the, you know, the, the project and everything I've been doing since has been really blessed. And, um, so like I went from an, I went from being an engineer to a to an actor to a recording artist and now I'm actually getting back into some acting too which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I've always been involved with music. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. Um, but I've always been uh, involved with music one way or another whether it's playing instruments in you know band and orchestra as a kid or um, singing karaoke or singing with uh, my friend's band or my cousin's band. Um, music's always just been a part of my life and now it's, uh, it's one of the biggest parts of my life and uh, it's a little bit of a bittersweet story, but, uh, here I am and I'm really proud to be here. I know my dad would be proud too. I'm sure he would. And it is really strange how often some of our greatest advancements and accomplishments come directly out of some of the darkest moments in our lives. It's, it's really, mm-hmm. really strange in that respect. And, and your story just, uh, just illustrates that. John Bon Jovi will jump in here. I know you've got something you want to toss in. Well, first of all, I, I, I want to tell you, Matt, uh, I, I love Farm Town. That's a, a rocking little number that, you know, my disc jockey will mm-hmm. play, so to speak. But uh, no, man, that's a great song. <laughs> and uh, I, I want to uh, you. commend you for doing it. I, it it's, it's, it's got some originality to it. 
I, I can't really think off the top of my head who it reminds me of, and that's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because so many people, people will say, oh, yeah, I can hear John Mellencamp in there, and I can hear Eric Clapton in there, and this and that, but, I, you know, I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I can't think of anybody. And we've been guilty of that. Oh, yeah. And I can't think mm-hmm. of anybody that it reminds me of, and I think that that is, really speaks well in your, in your favor. Uh, and you don't use auto-tune, which is a beautiful thing. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> Right. Uh, David will tell you, I got a real hair up my butt towards auto-tune. It's, it, it's, it's something that is, yeah. uh, it, it makes untalented people sound good. Right. Well, it's pretty and easy makes to spot jealous. nowadays. Yeah, it makes me yeah, jealous. Yeah, it is. I don't sound good. <laughs> now, let's, let's talk about the... About this acting bug you had, you were saying how you uh, you mm-hmm. went first to acting before you got into music, and uh, mm-hmm. I heard a rumor somewhere that uh, there is some you're, you're still pursuing a little bit of acting, and uh, somehow it involves a man named Johnny Cash. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. Um, Tell <clears> us about it's really interesting. I am uh, well. I, I'd been pursuing acting for a little bit before I lost my engineering job. So it was a passion of mine going way back. And, um, well, when I moved back to Pittsburgh after my father passed away, uh, acting was pretty much on the back burner. You know, I left it in California and, um, I switched gears to music and it just so happened that, um, a friend of mine is involved in a film called 116 McDougal. And uh, she does hair and makeup, and she has a small role in it as well. Um, well, anyways, they um, well, the film's about uh, the Gaslight Cafe in, in Greenwich Village, late 50s, early 60s. Okay. In, uh, and the owner of the place, um, and a lot of the, uh, the folk musicians and beat writers that started there, such as like Bob Dylan was a big one that started there, and uh, right. uh, Peter from Peter, Paul, and Mary, and a bunch of writers, uh, Arrow, yeah. Jack Kerouac, Alan Ginsberg, a lot of people come through there. A lot of really cool, mm-hmm. interesting characters in the film. But basically, um, it's about how the owner would uh, protect the artists from the FBI, from the mafia, from the police, and the local government, uh, because they were considered counterculture and they were considered a threat. It was the beginning right. of the counterculture movement. <clears throat> well, Johnny Cash used to pop in from time to time when he was in town, and he would he would play a set for them. And I'm pretty sure that's where he got to know Bob Dylan. <clears throat> very very but, possible. Um, but because uh, Bob Dylan was only about 19 years old, um, he was a writer there. So um, when they found out that Johnny Cash um, had uh, had played there, they had to include that role in the film. It's too iconic to pass up. So sure. a friend of mine that's working in the film suggested me, and the producers called me immediately, and I just so happened to have a recording of me singing Folsom Prison Blues. So I sent them, I sent them the file, and um, it was unanimous. They, uh, they chose me. They, I was the only one they auditioned for the role, and I was picked to play, portray a young Johnny Cash. That's phenomenal. And, um, yeah, and what an iconic role. I mean, it's a small role in the film, but uh, it's such a huge honor. And I actually have two songs on the soundtrack. And uh, the film, it has, we haven't shot the film yet. That's happening this summer. But they're also developing it for Broadway. So uh, this, this thing's getting a lot of attention, and rightly so, because this is all untold stories and history of, of music and American history. And I'm just really honored to be a part of it. 
That is awesome. What what's the name of the film again? One sixteen McDougal. That's the uh, the address of the Gaslight Cafe. I'm writing it down here in case you can hear my my pencil uh, scratching on the paper there. But I gotta <laughs> I gotta keep that handy now. Uh, since you haven't started filming, this is probably going to be scheduled for what a uh, a twenty twenty release. Um, well, let's see. It depends on uh, when we start filming, but uh, they plan on having it released very shortly. Um, post-production, everything's all planned out. And if it's not by the end of this year, it'll be early next year. Uh, so hopefully right. we start filming soon. We're, I think we're going to film for 60 days and uh, go directly into post-production. The, um, the soundtrack is already finished. And uh, it was recorded by a, a guy named Jimmy Hoyson, who has... He's won six Grammy Awards. So this is going to be a top-notch production. And I just really can't believe it It fell into my lap. And the music and the acting, yeah, the music and the acting are are merging. They're coming together. And I just knew somehow they would someday. So It's funny how those pieces come together. Yeah, it is. Right. Matt, uh, we have have a a tradition here on the show where where once you appear with us, you're part of our family and... uh, by by that you always have a home here. We always have a stage for you. We always have a uh, a means of transmitting your news information and new tracks, whatever you're doing. So I hope you will please keep in touch with us. Let us know what's going Absolutely. on, especially with the film as well as your music. And uh, mm-hmm. we will definitely spread the word as we can to uh, the listeners. Now I also have a uh, have a Facebook groups page uh, called ironically enough, the B. David Bowers Awards. Imagine that. And uh, you can find it real easy. Just to, just uh, search it on Facebook. And if their uh, search engine is working, uh, you'll get it in no time at all. But uh, that is there strictly for the use of my uh, listeners as well as my uh, guests on the show. And uh, it's there for you to post your music information, news, notes, whatever, new releases, touring, travel dates, whatever you want to put on there. Uh, that you want to share oh, right. with the rest of the world. That's what it's there for. Just add it to your list of uh, press releases, and we'll make sure you get your coverage there. So uh, keep us in mind, mm-hmm. and please Thank keep you. us in touch. We'll uh, definitely spread the word about the movie when it comes out, too. I know I want to go see that one. And I'm not yeah. a, I'm yeah. not a hardcore movie buff, but that's, that's one I definitely want to see. Now, before we get to your you. new track, let's talk a little bit about What's coming up in the future after the movie, of course, because I know that's going to take up, uh, well, it's going to take up a couple of months of your time. What have you got uh, mm-hmm. planned after that? New music, touring, or what? Well, um, I just released a new song about a month ago called Stomp On, and I mm-hmm. plan on releasing three more this year, um, kind of like seasonally. Uh, we did one in the spring. I'm going to try to do one for uh, summer, fall, and winter as well. Um, I'll actually be in the recording studio on Thursday uh, finishing up the third one. So uh, there's new music coming uh, very soon, hopefully uh, next month, I would think, maybe the end of June, another song. And, um, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that the Broadway uh, adaptation of the film is moving forward at the same time as, as the film itself. So... I might be wrapped up in a lot of stuff this year, uh, but it's all good, and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. And uh, uh, as for touring, uh, that's that's not on the uh, the calendar as of right now. Um, 
it's kind of hard to find a steel guitar player in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, but, but I'm working on, the, on, a, on a, the, the, the Oak Ridge boys got a banjo picker out of South Philly. I'm sure you can figure something oh, out. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a little bit difficult. So I've been focusing more on the uh, recording and, uh, promoting my, my album and my, my new singles and uh, interviewing with people. And I actually, I was on TV twice uh, in the last month, uh, in, once in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, for a show called um, Good Day PA, or no, PA Live. And then in Harrisburg, okay. PA, um, just a few days ago, uh, in Harrisburg for a show called Good Day PA. They're like morning news shows. And right. I got to sing a couple songs and interview. So uh, I think about half the state was able to, tune in and it's all over their websites and social media as well. So, um, I'm keeping busy and Michael, Michael Stover at MTS records. He always keeps me busy. Um, yeah, he's a good man. My interviews. Oh yeah. He's great. Great guy. He's, he's set up a a lot of artists that we have had here over the recent years, including you and our next guest, Mm -hmm. Kristen Karma will be coming along in a couple of minutes as well. I want to thank you for coming by, sharing your story with us. Uh, also, yeah. your interesting little tidbits of future things, and especially the film, and uh, most assuredly, mm-hmm. your music. In the 30 seconds or so we've got left, tell us about this new track that we're going to be playing here, Stomp On. Stomp On is uh, it's an in-your-face rock and country song that I think uh, raised the bar again after my debut album, and I'm really proud of it, and I think it's going to help to launch my career uh, to the next level. I think that... Uh, they're actually talking about promoting it and, and pitching it to some major league sporting um, leagues. And uh, hopefully if that happens, uh, there goes my career into the stratosphere. So you really get proud of this right. song. And I think, uh, I think you guys will like it. Well, I know I do. John Bon Jovi is going to hear it for the first time right now, along with the rest of our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt Weston. Watch for the name. Remember it. You're going to be hearing more from him. And right now you're going to hear a thing called Stomp On. Fifty cent wings throwing darts in the back is where you find me. Stomp on, stomp on, stomp on into my stomping grounds. Come on, let me show you around. Stomp on into my stomping grounds. Stomp on, stomp on, stomp on into my stomping grounds. Come on, let me show you around. Stomp on into my stomping grounds. Everyone's drank Becky's showing off a brand new ink My second cousin Kenny plays bass in the band They're about to go on Let's find a place to stand Stomp on, stomp on Stomp on into my stomping grounds Come on, let me show you around Stomp on into my stomping grounds Stomp on, stomp on Stomp on into my stomping grounds Come on, let me show you around 
Matt Weston, stomp on. I can honestly hear that being played at some sports uh, stadium or event. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets uh, several teams that are after that song. That's a, that's a good crowd pleaser for uh, any sporting event, actually. Matt Weston, watch for him in the Johnny Cash film coming up. Uh, Oh, maybe late this year, early next year. 116 McDougal is the name of it. Right here on the David Bowers Awards. Next up, we have Kristen Karma. Here she is with a song called Try. There you go. 
Kristen Karma. It's called Try. And right now, we're going to try to get Kristen Karma to come in here and sit down and talk to us. Hello, Kristen. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, so glad to have you here. Putting out some good sounds there. I really like that. And, of course, we this is one of the few times that John Bon Jovial will have actually heard one of the tracks before we play it here on the show today. Usually I don't let him hear them ahead of time. That way there's no preconceptions or anything. I get his, his cold first opinion. But we did preview your song here a few weeks ago, so uh, he will get to hear it for the second time today uh, when we play it a little bit later. Right now, looking forward to sitting down and chatting with Kristen Karma and learning a little bit about you. Where now you, You've got a little bit of history here. I know this is, this is not your first rodeo. I'll uh, ask you the same question that I asked Matt. Tell us a little bit about your background. So I, um, I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, so I'm, a, I'm Canadian. And I, um, so I got my first piano when I was nine and then sort of just, kind of took off from there, my love of music. Um, so I was going through the Royal Conservatory of Music and doing all the, the testing and everything and uh, moved on and joined the uh, the Air Cadet program, learning about, you know, instrumentations and how everything works together, rhythms, that kind of thing. Um, from there, I got a uh, certified in audio engineering. And, um, yeah, and then I just, decided that, you know, I didn't want to be behind the scenes. I wanted to be on the stage. I had a message. I wanted to uh, get up and, and actually share the music I was making and creating. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a hustle since day one, but um, I'm uh, I'm glad that I've taken every step. And, uh, yeah, it's only up from here. Kristen, now I want to ask you a question. This is John. I uh, you you mentioned something that is very near and dear to my heart, and that's audio engineering. Uh, I do a lot of the audio specs for the show and make sure that you know at least I try to make sure that levels are proper. But uh, in my my past life as a disc jockey, we did a lot of audio production uh, in uh, the ra- various and sundry radio stations. Some of them being absolutely palatial, and others being just absolute dumps. Uh, but you have an effect in this song. I, I know it's digital, but you have an effect in there that very much reminds me of analog phasing. You know, taking two reel-to-reels or two records or whatever and setting them, trying to you know, trying to fluctuate the speed just a little bit. And uh, it, it this is something that uh, I've always never gone overboard on but occasionally every once in a while we'd like to freak out the listeners and you know have their their favorite song be maybe just a tad bit different Uh, and i i'd I'd like to know a little bit about that what what was it that inspired you to do that because it worked very nicely in in this song um for that i would have to give it to um my producer on this one who actually went through and put all the effects on there and, and whatnot. Um, for this song, I was, um, I sort of had a concept of what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to, you know, the melody and the, the bare bones of it. But uh, once it was recorded, that was my producer, Mark, who, uh, who added the effects. Well, be sure to... Uh, so I, there's be, quite a few, yeah. yeah. Be sure to ask him, if, if he's been around for a while, be sure to ask him about analog phasing. And if he knows about it, just... I, I can almost guarantee you, you're going to see a big grin on his face because he'll know exactly w- what I'm talking <laughs> about. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely right about that. Kristen, it, 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 it uh, works looking, well. It really does. It does. Yeah. I agree. And uh, looking through some of your uh, some of your background notes here, I'm looking at a uh, at a rather unusual history. Let's see. We went from uh, uh, not necessarily in this order, but uh, we went from ballet lessons to air cadets to military marching bands and the Royal Conservatory of Music that you mentioned. Uh, that is a uh, that is an unusual and circuitous route. How did you navigate that? Um, well, when I was younger. I um, I was drawn to the dancing, and so I, I took ballet when I was about five or six for a couple of years, and did the the grades and testings for that. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of they told me I'd be too tall to be a ballerina. Um, unfortunately, so I kind of crushed my, my spirits a little bit, but, um, uh, yeah, and then I moved on to a couple of different things before I, you know, asked my parents for, for a piano, and I thought, you know, I wanted to try music, because I was drawn to, you know, something about it, whether, you know, something through dance or whatnot, and, uh, so I was doing that, and while I was doing that, I, when I was 12, I sort of followed in my brother's footsteps and joined the Air Cadet program, and then join the Brass and Reed Band, as well as the the, the Pipe Band, which is bagpipes and drumming. Um, so I know there's quite a bit, but it was all all uh, learning different instruments and how everything works together. And um, that's kind of what makes me a well-rounded musician and able to come up with different different things in my music. Well, I've I've heard you called. Uh, and I'm glad you're sitting far enough away from me that you can't punch me in the face for this, but I've heard you called a band nerd, and I can relate to that because I spent a lot of years in school and after uh, marching in various bands, the school bands I was in. I was in uh, several drum and bugle corps, uh, two or three of them simultaneously, which made for a, a very interesting life during those years. But I, I can relate to your uh, your band nerdism, as it were. And yes, I can see where this experience of yours, though varied uh, extremely in some cases, uh, does lay the groundwork for a definite appreciation of music and the individual instruments. Now, how did you make the transition to not only to pop, but to uh, hardcore dance music? Um, well, if you... If you take a look at the, you know, the ballet and the military marching band, it's very, it's uh, very structured, very uh, um, militant almost. You know, there's only kind of one way to do it. Um, and if you take a look at pop music, it's very structured in how it's done. And I think that's, it was just a natural kind of flow. Um, now, with it being hardcore dance music, I do like to incorporate um, different styles into the music, whether it's, you know, the the rock solos for for guitar with the underlying dance beats and the the poppy melodies it's all kind of like a mishmash of things that work really well together that's the best of you know kind of everywhere you had uh see back as i understand it i think it was 2009 you had a rather impressive award experience it's called the Duke of Edinburgh Award, and it's basically, it's all over the world, I think, in a, in a couple of different countries um, in the Commonwealth. And, uh, yeah, you, you do so many hours of uh, 
you know, physical fitness, volunteering, learning new skills, um, overnight trips, that kind of thing. And uh, there's actually three awards, uh, uh, sorry, three levels to this award. The bronze, uh, when you complete it, you get, um, you know, to meet your mayor and they give you the, the award. The second one, the lieutenant governor, you go to their house and they give you the award. And for um, the gold one, it's a member of the royal family that, uh, you know, uh, gives out the award. So, yeah, I, um, I got this award for completing it. And, uh uh, it was given to me by uh, Prince Edward. That's that's the point I was hoping you would get to and wouldn't leave out. Yes, that must have been that must have been kind of an award in itself. Just having His Royal Highness present you the award. Oh, absolutely! It's there's it's amazing, and anybody should anybody that can do it should do it because it's it's quite an experience. I I bet it is, and probably one you're not likely to forget right away. Now, are you, do you write your own music now? I do. I've always written my own music. Um, it's something that I believe in doing. I don't think I could really sing somebody else's songs and, and put that full meaning and full oomph behind it. When you write music, That's, what kind of, uh, you know, what are your influences? What what what? Who do you look at as far as... Well, I like some of that, and then you look at somebody else, and I like some of that. Uh, or do you use uh, people, other artists, as influences, or or is this just something that is strictly self-contained? No, no, no. I absolutely have influences. Um, my earliest influence is uh, Avril Lavigne. Um, you know, I went to uh, her one of her first concerts when she released her first album, and was completely blown away kind of like my aha moment for wanting to get up on stage and then and, and perform eventually. Um, but her, Lady Gaga, just for her songwriting skills and her stage performance and just everything. Um, the Katy Perry, the Veronica's. Um, yeah, mainly, um, mainly those four. They're all very talented songwriters. Um, yeah. Okay, now you're mentioning uh, a lot of the newer generation artists, which in their own right, they are phenomenally talented people, uh, especially, you know, Lady Gaga. I'm a huge fan. Uh, but what about some of the older generation of, uh, uh, of contemporary artists? Uh, Neil Young, for example, uh, or even going back further, Bobby Darin, any of these people. Do, do, you, do you look back? on the artists of the, the 50s, 60s, or, or 70s and, uh, and be inspired by any of those people? Um, well, growing up, I never really um, listened to a lot of the older artists. Um, I can remember listening to, you know, the Cranberries or, like, that mm, music yeah. from, from, from my, my father's, like... Um, uh, playlists and stuff, but uh, um, as for older, going back 50s, 60s, um, yeah, not not a lot, not a lot. Well, you had a, you had a, you mentioned the Lady Gaga. You had another connection to her uh, more recently. Yeah, so I, um, so I played two of her VIP after parties. So um, I played the first one in 2013 from the Born This Way Ball, and it was um, one of two performers, um, and it was jam-packed in there and opening for her opener, DJ Lady Starlight, which is pretty cool. 
and then I got asked again to play for the Joanne World Tour in 2017. So I've played two of her VIP after parties, so it's, it's been pretty pretty special, pretty uh, pretty unique moment. And you have a uh, you have a pretty good reputation for putting on a good show and pleasing the crowd. I understand. I haven't had the pleasure of seeing you in person. However, uh, keep Naples, Florida, and uh, Phoenix, Arizona on your uh, list of potential targets there because we'd like to see you in person. But uh, uh, I have I've heard that uh, you have a thing about uh, not standing still too long in one place on the stage. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like, to, I like to have fun on this. I like to have fun when I perform. And by the end of my set, if you're not up and you're not dancing, you're not on your feet, I'm going to get off the stage and I'm going to come over and I'm going to either, you know, make you dance or just, just have fun. I mean, you know, if you want to listen to the you want to listen to the record or anything, that's great. You know, you can sit at home yeah. and play it on your Go phone. Go sit in like the den and listen to it, sure. Yeah, but if <laughs> okay. you want a show, like, I'll give you a show. <laughs> oh, and I hear you do. You and your pink microphone. And we will be looking forward to seeing you in person one of these days. Now, in the 30 seconds or so that we have left, we're going to go back and we're going to play uh, – Party Heroes again, and uh, tell us a little bit about this, what you got into it, what you, uh, you know, what you wanted out of it. Yeah, so this is a feel-good um, party song. Um, you know, I was hosting a party when I first moved to Toronto, and uh, I wasn't, um, you know, it was about 11, 11, 30, but I was kind of leaving, and my friend showed up with her entourage just shortly before it was ending and uh, turned up the music, brought more drinks, more food, and it and uh, really kind of just kept it going. And I thought, yeah, she's a, she's a party hero. i got to write a song about this. <laughs> so I went into the studio and, and recorded it, and it's just everyone's got those moments where, you know, it's just they need a little something to, to jazz Indeed it up. Indeed they do. Spark it up, so that's exactly what it's about. And you did an excellent job, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Karma, and here she is with Party Heroes. Backs to the walls, like you're back in school. No one makes a sound, afraid to break the rules. The light shines bright on an empty floor. Only seven people here, and they're looking for more. Bust through the doors, here to save the and show us the way We show up late And we're bringing the crowd Look out, we're coming And it's gonna get loud Time to get dirty Get a little flirty Gonna give you what you need We are the party heroes Light it up Turn up the volume From one to ten We are the party heroes Feel the beat It's a rush so hard Don't let the party end
there you go. Party Heroes, her name is Kristen Karma, another artist you're going to be hearing a lot more of very soon. We want to thank Kristen Karma and also Matt Weston for coming in, sitting and talking with us, sharing their stories as well as their music. And uh, we want to thank Michael at MTS Management for uh, sending both artists their way, our way for this uh, for this MTS showcase here on the David Bowers Awards. Next week, we have a very special show for you, and that's about all I'm going to tell you, except that uh, this is some previously unheard music by an icon of American music. And uh, if, you've, uh, if you're into the history of music, uh, past, present, and future, and that we're not talking about going back to the old uh, gramophone days. This is an artist that uh, a lot of people are aware of, and you're going to be really surprised because we've got some music that has never before been released that's going to be on our show next week, so don't miss it. In the meantime, thank you for being here this week. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week. John Bon Jovi, take us home. The only thing I will say about it is that he is a musical hero to me. And I know to you, that's it. That's all we'll say. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you did it. You spent another perfectly good hour listening to quality indie music and conversation with the David Bowers and his trusty sidekick, the legendary John Bon Jovial. I don't know how you did it, but you did. And you can find us for free on Blog Talk Radio every week. You can also find us on YouTube, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker. Anywhere that you download your favorite podcast, you will find the David Bowers Awards. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. Universal Time coordinate for more great indie music and talk with the artists that make it happen. So until next week... For The David Bowers and Nick the Geek, our wonderful engineer, I am John Bon Jovial saying thank you so much for being with us. Love everybody, love yourself, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Award. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.